Hello, my little sugar cubes. Welcome to the Fitness Manifest Podcast. If you don't got a clue on what to do, let Teresa enlighten you. Side effects might include motivation, empowerment, giggles, enlightenment, inspiration. Welcome to the Fitness Manifest Podcast. My name is Teresa Sedeno. I'm a personal trainer and I'm going to help you manifest a healthier life. Up until now, I've been showcasing different diets, lifestyle habits, and alternative perspectives to perfectionism. And while I love monologuing to you, part of success is community support. And that's why I'm so excited to introduce guests to the podcast. They're going to help you in your journey because everyone I bring on here has had a personal impact in my fitness journey and they are incredibly knowledgeable. So whether you have questions about injury recovery, mental health, nutrition, or mobility, you'll have another mentor. And it all starts today with episode 17. To kick off the first guest appearance, let me introduce you to one of my old classmates and friends, Crystal Cassese. She is a certified and licensed massage therapist, personal trainer and corrective exercise specialist, and a transformational healing coach with a bachelor's in psychology. She's a smart lady. We met in Morpar College, where we were both studying kinesiology through their fitness specialist program. She then went on to start her own massage therapy business and became a transformational healing coach. She'll be joining us for two special episodes, so tune in to hear her talk about mindset coaching. Today is going to be all about recovery and massage therapy. Welcome to the podcast, Crystal. Awesome. Thank you, Teresa. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's been a while, so I'm really happy that you're here. We get to see each other and the listeners get to learn more about massage because it's, I feel like it's an underrated niche of fitness. Definitely. I'm thrilled to be here, and it definitely has been some time since we've seen each other, um, especially like with the pandemic and everything. So yeah, just excited to be doing stuff again. Right. So talk to me a little bit about what made you go into fitness and massage therapy. How did you get started in this part of the world, I could say? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I originally got into massage when I was a teenager, so I used to, I had a cousin that I used to massage her shoulders. She was in school, um, going to nursing school. And so she would get stressed out. She had exams and stuff. So I'd massage her shoulders. And then I realized like, hey, like I like doing this. And then I also at the same time started going to get massage uh, for myself um, right after my dad had passed away. It was a way for me to process some of the stuff that was going on as well as relax. And I realized in those sessions um, how powerful of a healing tool it was. And then I knew that I wanted to be able to provide that to other people as well. There you go. Very powerful stuff, it sounds like. Yeah, definitely. And so I started with massage and then went, uh, I was going to Marpark College at the same time, decided to hold off on massage since I was doing massage school and Marpar College both full-time and it was too much right out of high school. So focused on the fitness, got my degree in exercise science, and then realized that, hey, 
fitness is great and it's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more that goes into the mind-body connection and massage therapy was the next step for me. There you go. So you mentioned something about everything is connected. Can you expand a little bit more on that? Like what what do you mean? How is or like specifically how is fitness related to massage? Yeah, definitely. So if you think about it, we use our bodies for everything, whether we're driving, we're sitting at a desk all day, we're lifting weights in the gym and those same muscles are the ones that get tight, they get sore, they can develop pain from whether that's from exercise or stress at work or other things going on. So your muscles, they they come with you everywhere you go. So what's bothering you at work is going to translate into that could be pain in the gym. So massage comes in when you are working out the tightness, working out the knots, which then in turn helps to reduce your risk of injury when you are working out or even if you're just going for a walk, taking your dog outside. You don't want to pull a muscle when you're doing these day-to-day things. So by taking a proactive step, by keeping your muscles healthy, then that allows you to continue doing more of what you love. There you go. Because everything is essentially connected, right? It's all a ripple effect, Um, not just, like you mentioned, not just because you work out, that these knots and these um, like injuries appear, they can appear in any situation, even in the smallest like silly thing. Like you're saying, you're walking your dog, all of a sudden you like pull your hamstring and now you have to come up with the, oh yes, I was battling a bear. And then, you know, my, my kick was too strong or whatever. Um, you focus mainly on massage therapy. Is that different than just regular massage? So yeah, that's a great question. So massage in general, let's first, you know, let's start with what what is massage? What is the definition? So massage therapy by definition is the manipulation of soft tissues within the body. So that's muscle tissue, that's connective tissue, that's any any part of your body that is manipulated through, um, you know, massaging with your hands or with your fingers or elbows. Um, And so that's, you know, that's the definition of massage. And then how does it differ? So there is the more uh, relaxing type massage. There's more a clinical approach. And then there's just massage in general that is, can can be, um, what's the word? I guess the massage therapy industry has a lot going on. (laughs) There, um, as, you know, as, you may have heard or you may know there's just what people, I guess, think of as legitimate massage and then others, things that can be maybe a little shady or unknown. And, you know, we can maybe go into that on a bonus podcast or something. Um, but with massage therapy, the the key is that you're focusing on on the entire body. So you're not just focusing on one area. You're focusing on the whole whole part of your body physically as well as emotionally as well as mentally and that all comes that all comes into play within your physical body okay i see how does is massage therapy is that a specific thing that you have to go somewhere like like yourself like a provider like yourself or is it something that you can also incorporate it into like your your routine, your daily routine, or um, things that you can do at home? 
Yeah, definitely. So there is definitely, if you want a massage by a licensed professional, then you will want to go to a massage clinic, a chiropractor's office, physical therapy clinic. And at the same time, there are useful techniques that you can use on your own that such as foam rolling and stretching, trigger point therapy. These are things that people can learn to do on their own so that they are working on their own wellness and health throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, and then also incorporate a professional massage on average once a month. Okay. Is there reason behind the once a month? Yeah. So that can be just determined based on a person's needs. So on average, a good rule of thumb is once a month for maintenance to keep your body on a consistent plan to get regular massage therapy and body work to help relieve those aches and pains, to help prevent uh, or reduce risk of injury. At the same time, if there are um, issues going on, like maybe it's chronic neck pain or recurring headaches, something that's more severe, so to speak, or it's more chronic that it's bothering you on a day-to-day basis, you're going to want to get massage more than once a month, maybe once every week or once every two weeks for a certain set period of time. It doesn't mean that you're going to get a massage every single week for the rest of your life, which would be amazing. And at the same time, realistically, you know, it's just going to depend on the massage therapist's prescription, so to speak, that they would give you for what's going to ultimately be the best to help relieve your problem. Okay. So in general, once a month for maintenance, and then if you have a chronic issue, then just uh, go based off of what your provider recommends. Yep. So what about like at the at-home program? Is that a daily thing that you should do with your workouts, like a warm-up, a cool-down, and like, like, can you expand a little bit more on what you were talking about? Definitely. So with any workout, I think it's super important, as I'm sure your listeners know, that you want to include a warm up and you want to include a cool down. Within those components, you want to ideally have some foam rolling, some stretching, as well as some other kind of movements to prepare your body for the workout. So great foam rolling techniques are good to use. Um, even if you're not doing it in, a, in at the beginning or the end of your workout, it could be a recovery day and you just spend 20 minutes foam rolling the main parts of your body, the main muscle groups, and stretching. Also, um, another aspect that is uh, that people can learn how to do is trigger point therapy or self-massage. And there's different videos on YouTube that you can look up. I have some resources as well for those things um, to Um, If your listeners are interested, I could definitely give that to you and provide that to you. Um, And basically, it's about taking this full full approach to your self-care. So it's not just, oh, let me go get a massage one time and then I'm done. Just like Mm. you don't eat one time and then you never have to eat for the rest (laughs) of your life, you know. It's an ongoing process and that's the same as self-care. It goes along with massage therapy and goes along with fitness. Okay. So then, I mean, if somebody would skip out on their warm-ups or they skip out on like foam rolling or trigger point, is it an immediate thing that your body will react to it? Or is it more of 
over the months or over the weeks, over the years that things will pop up and you'll start feeling achy or how does how does someone really just pay attention to their body? Yeah. So first, the first thing that I tell my clients is to have an awareness about what's going on. So let's say you have chronic neck pain or back pain, and it's something that you have every day. Notice, first just observe and notice what's going on. Do you get that pain after you've been sitting in the car for 45 minutes? Or is it after you lift up a 10-pound box or whatever's going on? So first have that awareness. Once you have that awareness, then you can start to focus on your posture a little more or, you know, be more mindful when you're moving to pick something up. Or if you're sitting and driving for a long period of time, maybe you can, you know, stretch as soon as you get out of, you know, where you get to your destination. So there's, you know, first having that awareness so you know what's going on. And then there's small little action steps that you can take and incorporate into your day-to-day life that will help you to relieve those um, and get to a point where it's not an issue anymore. Okay, so first step is being aware of your body so that you catch these, I, I could say misalignments or little little weird feelings. So catch those before they become a chronic problem. That seems right? Yeah, definitely. That I would say that's definitely number one. So let's say that you haven't listened to this podcast. So now you have a chronic problem. So what is the first step that people should take? Yeah, so let's say you have this chronic pain, you've been dealing it dealing with it for 6 months, a year, 4 weeks, however long it's been. So if you're first, you know, you know you have a problem, you feel the pain, it's you can't continue on, you've made a decision that you need to get some help that you're done dealing with that pain. Then next would be to find a licensed massage therapist. So you're going to look for clinics or massage therapy establishments that have licensed massage therapists. They will have CAMTC licensure, which is the California Massage Therapy Council. Also, you would want to see what type of massage establishment is it? Is it more of a spa relaxation environment or is it more clinical that's aimed at solving problems like relieving pain or reducing risk of injury? Oh, I see. So it really depends on what your needs are. Do you want more of a like a escape day where you can just relax or like you say, you have a some kind of a pain, then you would look more for a clinical aspect? Exactly. Okay. In terms of like the actual services that both provide, what are the differences? Like if I were to go to, go to um, I forgot, I forgot what it's called. The Williams place. The Burke Williams. Burke Williams, my goodness. If you went to the Burke Williams uh, massage salon, what type of services would you get there versus the clinical side? Yeah, so... Going to a place that's more of a spa experience is great. There's nothing wrong with that. It just depends on what the end result you're looking for. That's going to be more of a relaxation. That's going to be more of the the spa experience with the robe and the slippers and the nice candles and the relaxing space. That's wonderful. And at the same time, if you have chronic pain and you have an ongoing issue, you're probably more focused on wanting to get relief from that versus 
just having a relaxing spa day. So they'll both work within um, using the tools in their toolbox. They're going to offer similar types of massage services. Um, oftentimes, massage establishments, massage businesses focus on what type of massage, such as Swedish, such as deep tissue, or trigger point, or hot stone massage. However, that's great. And at the same time, you want, if you have chronic pain or you have issues going on, you're going to want to go to someone that's not so much focused on the type of massage they're offering, but is more focused on the problems that they solve. So if you have chronic neck pain, you want to go to someone that's going to integrate multiple modalities, multiple tools to get you relief. You don't care if it's a Swedish massage or if it's a hot stone. It's more of, okay, the problem that needs to be solved is getting you neck pain relief. So they're going to use whatever types of massage, whatever types of styles and tools they have to get you that result. So it's more focused on an integral approach versus a spot experience. Okay. So what about if you don't have a chronic issue? There's still benefits to both, correct? Oh, definitely. Just body work massage therapy in general is going to provide a wide variety of health benefits, such as improved blood circulation, more relaxation, less stress, um, the better ability for your body's, your muscle tissues and your fascia, which is a connective tissue in your body, more ability for it to move more easily, more freely. It'll be less stiff. Um, also, it's great for um, your nervous system. So, you know, there's the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems, the one that's more active and then the one that's more relaxed. When you get a massage, even if you're, you know, focused on whether it's pain relief or a spa style relaxation, your body is still essentially deactivating your nervous system. So regardless of the type of massage, your body's still overall going to be more relaxed. Your parasympathetic nervous system is going to be turned on, which means that that is the relaxation. So your body says, oh, hey, I can relax. I can calm down. I can unwind versus the the sympathetic that's busy, always going around doing stuff day to day. We're so busy. Even in quarantine, people are still busy doing a ton of things. So everyone really the needs a massage. Yeah, the list never ends. There's always X million things to do. Mm -hmm. um, so then you, you mentioned um, talking more about the parasympathetic. Why? I mean, why is this so important? Because there's something that we don't learn in school. We don't learn about we learn about you need to do your best, you need you need to do, you know, as much as you can, but the relaxation part is not something that's emphasized in school. So talk to me a little bit more about, you know, why it's so important and how it affects your your the rest of your life, your concentration, your your productivity. How does relaxing and, and turning on that parasympathetic um, system? Yeah, definitely. So I just want to pre-frame this that I am not a psychologist. I'm not a licensed clinician or therapist. And at the same time, I do have an extensive knowledge of the background of psychology with my bachelor's degree. So your nervous system is a key component to your existence, how your body works, and it works really closely with your fascia, your fascial system. So those two combined that 
and essentially encapsulates your entire body, encapsulates the muscles, the, uh, the bones, and all of your organs. So when you are, let's say, chronically stressed out or you're dealing with high levels of stress on a regular basis, whether that's from work, from kids, from home, from whatever you have going on, it keeps you in this heightened alert state. When you're always in this heightened alert state, you're always, um, for lack of a better term, you're a little, can be a little hyper vigilant. There's always, you know, oh, this is going on. Oh, here, oh, there. You're turning, looking around, different stuff's going on versus, okay, let me close my eyes and breathe and relax. When you do that, your body can relax for a moment and it's not trying to pick up everything that's going on all around you. So you want to allow your body to get to that relaxed state because if you're always staying in that heightened alert state, over time that can affect your overall health, your overall well-being. That can lead to uh, potentially manifesting in physical ailments or physical diseases. So it's it's important to allow that recovery time for your body in your day-to-day life. Just like when you work out, if you work out every single day, you're eventually going to need to take a rest break and take a, you know, a recovery day because your muscles are sore. You can't move. Same thing goes for life. Massage, I like to think of it as like that, that timeout, that break to allow your whole body system to recover and to relax and to reset. Right. We're not machines. We're humans. Exactly. And I think we forget (laughs) that sometimes. Well, yeah, it really, it is, We what is it, uh, a product of our society. Yep, we've been, I mean, we've grown up in a go, go, go world. And then when you say, oh, wait, it's okay to rest sometimes, it people al- say, It wait. almost feels wrong, right? Like, exactly. Guilt. People are like, wait, what? And so it's it's about, you know, taking that that paradigm that we've grown up in and saying, no, there's a better way to do this. And taking those action steps to incorporate self-care, to make yourself a priority. It's not selfish. It's necessary because as, you know, the the typical phrase, it's super cliche to say, like, you can't pour, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't help other people if you're drained yourself. If you're running on empty, how are you going to take care of your kids all day? How are you going to cook dinner? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? How are you going to go work out after all of those things? if you're running on empty all the time. So massage is that essential component to give yourself that space for self-care. I know, absolutely. And I love what you said. You can't, uh, you can't pour out of an empty cup because I, I feel like, especially when we have a goal in mind, whether it is that you want to eat healthier, whether it is you want to, um, slim down a little bit, it's always a, you know, I, I want to do as as much as I can to reach there. And so it it feels counterproductive to take a step back and saying, I'm not going to work as uh, work out as intensely today. Or instead of doing a workout, I'm going to go get a massage or I'm going to work on foam rolling. Definitely. I think it's we've been so conditioned in our day-to-day life. I think even more so in the last decade when we have social media, we have phones, we have all of this information that's readily available to us at any one second, that there's so, like, life has sped up, in, you know, incrementally over time. And 
people just keep go, 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 go. They keep going until they can't, until something gets them down, like they all of a sudden they've twisted their ankle or they have other things that manifest in their life that are, and, you know, we'll go in a little into a little more detail um, on our next episode about mindset coaching, but our minds, our emotions, our physical body, everything around us is integrally connected. It's connected in such a way that physical and emotional and mental things interact. One can be correlated to the other. And so if you're ignoring one, one aspect of that for so long, it's going to catch up with you. Just like if you're super stressed out, you keep pushing, you keep pushing, you keep pushing until one day, oh, wait, and I don't want to say it because it's a COVID world, but maybe you get sick or, you know, you've pushed yourself so far that it's, you have to cancel appointments next day, the next day, because you just, you can't, there's, you just, you literally can't, you just have reached your threshold. So, and I've had a lot of experience with this, with this in my life. I mean, you know, I do a ton of different things. (laughs) So it's about really making you know, again, being proactive and saying, okay, well, I have all these things to do. My next week's busy. My next month's busy. Let me proactively put some time in my schedule to take care of myself so I can continue going forward. Otherwise, you're going to crash and burn one day and then everything's going to be out thrown out the window and you're going to have to take a break anyways. So you might as well plan for it and might as well make it something that is going to be beneficial for yourself, is going to help you relax, and it's something that you can incorporate into your day-to-day life, into your month-to-month life, and overall, that brings you a better quality of life. It makes you a better person. It makes you a better parent. It makes you a better spouse. It makes you a better employee because now you're not getting to that breaking point. There you go. I love it. I love how we keep coming back to that that essential idea that everything is connected, um, going a little bit off off track, something that you mentioned as we were planning this episode are niches. What what do you mean by niches in a massage industry? Yes. Yeah. So businesses in general, there are tons of different businesses you can find. A plumbing, let's use the plumbing, for example, there could be a plumber that does anything you need, or there can be a plumber that is focused on installing sinks, let's say. That is a niche within the bigger, you know, the bigger uh, industry. Same thing with massage. You can go to a place that offers massage. That's great. Cool. I'm sure you'll get a nice massage. Who knows? Or you can go to a specialist that specializes in the relief of chronic pain. Or you can go to a specialist that, you know, specializes in fibromyalgia support. Or you can go to a specialist that is a prenatal specialist and they focus on pregnancy massage. Doesn't mean that they can't help in any other way. It just means they're really good at doing that thing. They're focused in. They're committed to that population, to those, the, you know, those people. So within, you know, my niche is specializing in the relief of physical and emotional pain. So I work with people that have ongoing pain and that is usually physical, and at the same time, there's an emotional component to it as well. So those are the people I best serve because that's my passion, and that's how I became a massage therapist. So within, you know, within the industry, 
oftentimes, like if you're going to go to like a chain massage therapy business, they're probably not going to have a niche. They're just going to offer massage. Mm -hmm. They'll offer modalities, which are the types of massage. But again, going back to the, you don't really care what kind of tools they're using. It doesn't really matter if it's a Swedish massage or if it's deep tissue or if it's trigger point. You want to focus on going to someone who's going to provide the relief that you need, that's going to provide the result that you desire, which oftentimes with my niche and my niche is pain relief. So you you can go to a general provider, great, or you can find someone that is specialized that's going to have more education, is going to know more about the specific problem that they help solve because they've likely worked with more people that have that issue than have not. Okay. So yeah, like going back to first is just being aware of what you need. Yeah, definitely. So anything that's, you know, going on in your body, whether that is a chronic pain, something you've been dealing with for longer than six weeks, or if that's something that's new, maybe you just, you know, like I said, twisted your ankle, or maybe you just, you know, slept the wrong way and now you woke up with shoulder pain instead of, I think what we do a lot of times is just like, oh, it'll go away or I'll think about it next week or, oh, I don't have time this week. And so you just hope and assume that, oh, maybe that neck pain will go away. But then you wake up the next day and now your, your neck is stiff. You can't even turn your head now. Instead of letting things get worse and worse and worse, take that proactive step and say, hey, I'm gonna go get help now. I'm gonna go find relief and find tools that I can use that, so that I don't get to that point where now I need to call out from work or now I can't take care of my kids today because I have this excruciating neck pain. It's about, you know, taking those steps, being proactive. Um, And there's also a term that I use um, with my coaching clients. So it's called being at cause. Being at cause or being at the effect of. Being at cause means that you're doing things proactively. You're taking steps to do X, Y, and Z to reach your goal. Being at the effect of would be sitting and complaining because you don't know what to do. Mm. You know, there's, there's, you can, you can approach the same situation in different ways. You can be proactive and do something about it, or you can blame other people, or you can say that you don't know what to do. And it's, not that one is right or wrong because I don't really like using those terms. It's just more of what's going to be more beneficial for you long term, finding a way to solve your problems or continue to complain about them. And, you know, each person has that choice to make in any given day, in any given situation, in anything in general in life. And I just, I strongly recommend focusing more on doing the things that you can to solve issues that you have, whether that's in your physical body or whether that's other things going on in your life. Because the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. That's that's a quote from one of my uh, mentors. And she, you know, she is a great person. And I, I that's something I really resonate with. Like how you do one thing in life is how you do everything else. If you let your chronic pain continue to build up, you continue to build up, that's going to translate to other aspects of your life. And most likely, you're probably dealing with other things in your life that you're just letting build up, build up, build up instead of dealing with. So, uh, yeah. So what is like the main lesson that listeners should take out of this episode? It seems like whether you're in pain right now or not, still plan for recovery. If you do have pain, 
then search for a provider. And you kind of mentioned um, looking for a provider that is licensed, um, that is providing services that will not only give you that emotional recovery, but also heal your, your, what would you call it, your ailments? Is there like a database that people can go and find a provider near them? Do you know of a, something like that? Yeah. So one, just to find any um, licensed massage therapist, and this will be, um, again, going back to the industry as a whole, uh, massage therapy is not nationally regulated in the sense that there's not one uh, blanket uh, organi- you know, organizing unit. There are individual state licensing requirements, individual county and individual city. So in the state of California, CAMTC is the California Massage Therapy Council. So you can go on their website and you can type in um, to search for a licensed therapist or if you have a therapist uh, license number, you can plug it in there to verify that they're licensed. Oh, okay. So that's, you know, in general to find a certified, qualified licensed massage therapist. Um, Also, if you have um, people that are looking for specific niches, I... um, I think I mentioned before my uh, business mentor, I'm part of a program and network of hundreds of massage therapists around the world. So I can, I have a database that I can search and look for, you know, pregnancy massage in Philadelphia, let's say, and then I can pull up local, um, local massage therapists that are part of my network. So that's um, something that I can definitely um, offer if you know there's I know other therapists here that live in California as well um, and so I'm you know happy happy to help people find legitimate therapists that know what they're doing and that are running a legitimate business right power to the community yes definitely <laughs> with community comes success and happiness um, okay so then we talked a lot about a lot of things today. Yes. Uh, mainly just being aware of what you need, being aware of um, how your body feels before a, a feeling or an injury becomes chronic. Um, and then understanding that massage and massage therapy isn't just about the physical aspects, but it also has a mental benefit. Um, let's see. Is there anything else that I, as we're wrapping this episode up, anything else that I missed that are like the key points that listeners should take away from this episode? No, I think those that pretty much sums it up. I would also add in there that with, you know, with fitness, with massage, with anything else you do with your body, keep, you know, keep that mentality of one thing affects the other. So just because you're exercising, let's say, that doesn't mean that your mental health isn't also in that workout with you. If you're having a bad day or you had a bad day at work, that may translate into affecting the way that your workout goes, vice versa. So keeping that, you know, that integral approach throughout everything you do in your life, knowing that, you know, things aren't separated and compartmentalized into boxes. We are integral (laughs) beings and everything we do affects the other. So just being mindful of that. And, you know, same thing goes for massage. When you get a massage, you're going to feel great. You're going to feel relaxed. And that's going to translate to the rest of your life. You're going to be able to be a better parent. You're going to be able to, you know, work, you know, go to work, be happier, you know, deal with what you need to deal with. 
and feel better in the process. There you go. So much knowledge, so much good information. Crystal, thank you so much for coming onto the show and sharing your knowledge with all the listeners. Um, where can listeners like find your services? Where are you located? Yeah, so my business is called Simi Valley Therapeutic Massage. Website is simivalleytherapeuticmassage.com. I'm located in Simi Valley. You guessed it. (laughs) And I'll go ahead and send over my website, my uh, social media and everything so people can connect with me. And I um, will also send over free 30-minute gift certificates um, for your listeners so they can go to a secret page on my website and they can download a gift certificate to come in and try it out. Ooh, what a nice treat. Um, so all the, the links to her services, her website, um, as well as the resources that she mentioned in this podcast, I'll be linking down below in the description. And we can't finish any episode without the Manifest Challenge. So Crystal, so if you haven't heard, the Manifest Challenge is a almost like a homework assignment that I give listeners just to further expand on the knowledge or the habits that we talked about in this episode. So what would you say would be a good manifest challenge for the listeners today? Yeah, so I have uh, some links to some great massage videos about self-massage as well as learning more about what massage therapy is. And I think that would be awesome to have your listeners check those out and um, if they if they want to find find a local massage therapist and book a book a massage appointment. There you go. I love it. And you should definitely um, just ignore all of the other providers and just go straight to Crystal. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Fitness Manifest podcast. Let me know on Instagram if you liked having a guest on the show and who else I should invite. For now, that's it. I'm your host, Teresa Sedeno. Now go pamper yourself. Side effects might include motivation, empowerment, giggles, enlightenment, inspiration. Bloop, bloop.